Five-star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, Scott Edwards. With me this week is my good friend, Trent. Trent, how are you doing there in Australia? I am good. It is officially September here, which is nice because we're out of winter. Um, mm. it's, it's not been that bad of a winter. Yeah, Global warming has made it so it's not as cold as it used to be. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting into our spring. Um, and getting back into the, the happiness in terms of weather. So, yeah, I'm doing well. Well, speaking of happiness, we are right in the middle of the five-star Grand Prix. We have hit day 10, meaning we have 10 more days, and then the final to complete, if we count stardom in Showcase, of course, which has Suzu versus Starlight Kid. So I absolutely count it. Uh, but very exciting times here, I think. We have reached a point now where we kind of can start to figure out how this is going to crumble down. Mm. I know a lot of people were at a point with Suzuki, you know, running off the way she did, and people were like, oh, well, she's just going to win it. And, like, clearly people don't watch round-robin tournaments in anything, like Joshi or the <laughs> G1. That's never going to happen. Like, we're never going to go to the final day, and it's just an absolute home run, like walk in the park for Suzuki into the final. It's all starting to shape up. It's a really exciting time. We have two awesome shows to review, as mm -hmm. well as a new blood show that is very newsworthy. Mm. Uh, but how did you like this past weekend of action, whether it was Talking New Blood or those two five-star shows? It was a really busy weekend, wasn't it? Three shows back to back. It was so back. busy, I forgot the New Blood app. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I mean, this is the this is what I like about uh, this kind of five star period. And when now that they're chucking in your new bloods as well, is things feel mixed up. Even though you had two five star shows, that felt very different because one was one of them was at Corican Hall. It was kind of a little mm -hmm. bit more stacked. And then the Hamamatsu show didn't have the same level of stackness, but there were some intriguing matchups. They set it up nicely, and New Blood is really starting to find its groove in terms of what it wants to be. Yeah. which is also really exciting because it was a cool concept and you knew there was potential there, but I think now they've started to work out what kind of stories they want to tell, what kind of presentation mm -hmm. they want. And, I mean, it's it's a show you can't miss right now because of what's going on there. Yeah, I think when I look at New Blood shows, I don't go into it expecting like what I do, a five-star Grand Prix show, mm. obviously, and I think anyone that does is kind of setting themselves up for failure. Obviously, we got the... Suzu versus Mirai match, and we kind of got spoiled there. Mm. But you're going into these shows to see that up-and-coming up talent, whether it be stardoms or outside. And I think mm. this time around, with another good showcase of some new talent, some old talent, and that's my favorite part. They're bringing in new talent. It's not just the same people every time. And that's what excites me. So we're going we're gonna to get right into new blood here uh, because – like I said, lots of newsworthy bits. Um, and then we're going to go over some announcements for upcoming shows as well before we fully review what I think was another phenomenal weekend of five-star action. So, which I, I'm not saying Trent disagrees. I'm just saying I <laughs> felt that way. Uh, this is the right show that we did. No, and New Blood 5 has already been announced for October 19th, so we roll right on here. Uh, but 
but let's get into it. Um, there's not that much to talk about in terms of like great, great action, but I think some matches did stand out to me. Uh, let's start at the top. Tomoki Naba defeated Hina. Not a big shock there. I thought it was pretty solid, all things considered. You know, it's opening the show. You know, Hina's not going to win, <laughs> but their styles, you know, Hina's very judo heavy with her moveset. Mm. And in Inaba, if you watch her, you obviously know her mixed martial arts style. It worked pretty well. I didn't mind it. I thought it was one of the better matches. When I say better in quotation, it's like, okay, well, uh, I didn't get like a classic here, but it was an easy watch, quick watch, good way to start the page. Not page, Absolutely. whatever the show oh, well, is called. One thing <laughs> that I've really liked is ever since Tina came back from her most recent kind of time away for school it feels like she's come pardon she's been confident yeah that's the thing she looks confident she feels like she belongs in the ring and it felt like before that later sort of time off it was hanan and then rena and then like a surprisingly big gap to hina to the point where i actually was wondering if she would continue wrestling Mm -hmm. beyond maybe the next year or two once she gets out of high school she might start to do other things which is perfectly understandable but ever since she came back it's like oh well actually she looks like she belongs in the ring and she's yeah. got the confidence she still doesn't have the character but she's in queen's quest as the bottom rung you're not going to have a character there but yeah this match was <laughs> enjoyable like you know inaba did well hina kept up with her it was a fun little opener nothing again blow away but you don't expect that from a new blood show this right. is basically developmental and this is the kind of stuff you want to see in developmental she reminds me of like any any like joshi rookie you'll see they go in there they don't have a character like you said they do the basics but they do the basics usually really well mm-hmm. um if you watch any other joshi promotion like for example i hozan of marvelous did that a lot she you know she actually just got her gear which is funny enough she finally is out of the you know the uh the singlet but mm. That's something that I kind of am feeling with Hina now that she's gaining that confidence and really molding her offense. I think it's turned out really well, and that that gap has gotten smaller. Don't get me sure. wrong. I think I think Hana and Rina is absolutely still ahead of her, hmm. but she's doing her best to you know catch up, and that, and we applaud that. But yeah, Inaba not so shockingly did win here. Uh, let's move on. Lady C versus Raka versus one of Trent's favorites, Chie Koshikawa. I definitely didn't say that wrong, but it's okay. I tried. <laughs> it's Chie of Gato Move, um, and I thought she really shined here. She didn't win. She didn't <laughs> lose, but I thought she shined, and I saw a lot of people say I'd like to see her back, and I absolutely agree. Look, it's Chie. She doesn't win, not even in Gato Move. She's like always the one taking pinfalls, even in matches you might not think she would. So her losing one way or another in this match wasn't that much of a surprise. I actually thought she was going to take the pinfall. So for her to be the third person is a win in my books. Um, Yeah, look, I think all of the Gato Move wrestlers, whenever they come into stardom, you can kind of tell they've had the Emi Sakura backing because there is just something different about them. And, look, I'm fortunate enough, I know these wrestlers through Gato Move and Choco Pro, but, you know, whether it's the press conferences where they're coming in and dominating or just when they come out there, there is something different to them compared to all the other groups that are coming in. Yeah. Uh, And, look, Chia is the most energetic of energetic outgoing wrestlers in the batch. I'm glad they let her kind of just 
be herself and run around the ring and bounce around. And look, I get tired watching her make her entrance. So I don't know how I she got can tired then go watching on her wrestle. Seven, eight minute match. But this was, again, it was a fun match. There was nothing too crazy about it. You got all your spots in. Everyone got a chance to shine. Chia's chops really came through nicely on the uh, New Blood they Audio, um, which is a nice sort of selling point for her. Mm. It was a fun match. Um, it was. I, I enjoyed the press conference stuff probably just as much. Um, <laughs> but that's the character work that all of them have. I think my best way to say this is probably the most fun I've had watching a Lady C or Ruaka match <laughs> in a long while. At least where they're singles. Yeah, like where yeah. they're wrestling as singles. Um, yeah, I think I think she absolutely has a road back here. And she does remind me a lot of May Saruga in the sense that they're both bubbly, they're both energetic, they're both fun, and obviously they work together, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I'd love to see them as a tag league team. I was They're thinking, the warm caterpillars in Gatto Move. That's their see, team name. So I think they'd be a great tag league team. Now I don't mm. know if that's in the cards. Um, isn't May and Azumi like they've also teased teaming before? But to be I don't fair, Azumi's team uh, teased like teaming with like fifteen different people. That's true. She is. <laughs> you could just run a tag team. league with different Azumi teams. So it'd be great. It'd be great tag league. Uh, oh yeah. Like like we said, Ruaka won. Um, Good for her, I guess. She pinned Lady C, so there's your little bit there. But let's move on here. This is where we start to get a little newsworthy. So, mm. Rina and Ram Kaichow defeated the team of Wakasukiya and Momoko Hanazono. Uh, first off, I think Momoko Hanazono absolutely belongs in any division you need her because, <laughs> yes, she's very good at like being all comedic and being all fun, but when she goes, I think she really shows off and that she's really good. Um, she's in that Kaori Yonayama class where yes. the comedy isn't hiding her wrestling ability. Mm. It just means when she wants to get serious and do stuff, it's like, oh, there it is. But it's right. not a crutch like it is for some wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And and as I said, the, the match was fine. It was whatever. Um, it's a Ram Kaichao match, so you can't really expect much. Uh, but after the match, Azumi comes out, and this is really where you start asking yourself, um, hmm. all right, I, my instant reaction was like, hey, look, the 19-year-old finally showed up to New Blood, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was very funny because she's never been on one of these shows. Yeah, Starlight um, Kids worked everyone, and Azumi, who's younger, is like, no. Nah. She could be main eventing every single one of the. I know why she doesn't. I know who's main eventing, but you hmm. get my point. Like, she yeah. should be one of the main factors, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but she challenged Ram to a... Falls Count Anywhere match, which has officially been made for Stardom mm -hmm. in Showcase, uh, Volume 2, which, and maybe the more exciting part for me was that after Momoka Hanazono challenged Azumi to a high-speed title match the next time they are in Osaka. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I think that could actually be really good. I don't think it'll reach the levels of like a Mesa Ruga match, which I absolutely adore, mm. but it can surprise a lot of people. It could be really good. And it's also part of the reason why I love Azumi's high speed run so much is that she's wrestling all these different people that, you know, none of the other high speed champions really get to wrestle. Um, and it still feels like it's only the beginning for her. I don't think she should be losing that title anytime soon. I want more of these challenges because it's something to look forward to. You know, she tried with the rookies here and there. You know, the latest one I think was Rena. It feels so mm -hmm. long now because of the five-star. 
but I think Momoke and her can have actually a really solid match. That's going to be really fun. It's just kind of awkwardly a shame that, again, uh, not so much when we're talking here, but when we talk about the Kurokan show, they've gone and double-booked championship matches again, mm. which is less than ideal because, you know, you like there to be a little bit of will they, won't they on a title change, and this kind of confirms that whichever match is ending up happening first, I'm not sure which. Yeah. Um, it's, you, you know Azumi's walking away with the championship still, but I'm really looking forward to the Azumi-Mamoka uh, match. You know, we've talked about how good she is in the ring deceptively given her comedy. Azumi works really well with both that comedic stuff and the, the talent in the ring, so that's probably going to be a match that surprises people who yeah. maybe aren't appreciating how good Mamoka actually is. And Azumi and Ram Kaichao, False Count Anywhere, given its stardom in Showcase, and given last time they had a False Count Anywhere match, it stole the show by me and Miles. Who knows what they're going to do here? Yeah, this is the That's kind of true. match that will suit Ram. And the freedom that the Showcase uh, format brings, I think, will lean well into whatever they end up doing. And I also think it's very important to say that Mayukihi was there in the building. I know, yeah, like, <laughs> just unannounced there. I was like. Ram. I literally, because I watched it after everyone else, because I don't wake up for new blood shows, just because I need to sleep sometimes. And <laughs> I saw my free stuff. I was like, time out, time out, time out, time out. Like, he can't just show up. Like, she just can't just be here. Like, we, she, no, can. No, no, no. Uh, she can, but I was like, okay, now I need matches. Now I need, like, Shuri, go, challenge her, do something. <laughs> do what you usually do and challenge these random people. Oh, man. Uh, hopefully the fact that she was even in the building gives us a little hope. Uh, mm. But let's move on. My Sakurai and Linda defeated Saida and Momo Kogo. All right, that's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> this, was my, this was my least favorite match of the show. This was least 90% favorite match winning. show of the weekend. It was. Uh, the best part was Saida trying to be a beast and act like that didn't hurt. And they had good her. she cooked them like a champ. Yeah, yeah, she did. That's um all right, that's all I have to say about that. I I, I wasn't kidding. Like it, <laughs> it it went in one ear out the other. I was like, all right, let's move on. Uh but I think now for this show, I think really you were going into these final three matches. This these were the three mm. of most important, starting with Mirai and Ami Saray winning via disqualification. Now this is maybe one of the more exciting things on the show. A starlight kid and Haruka Umasaki got DQ'd when Haruka Umasaki blasted Mariah in the head with a chair. And the moment I saw that, I was like, wow, I can imagine a lot of fans that wanted to do that to poor Mariah. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> it wasn't me. I wasn't saying me. I was actually sad the match ended because it was just getting good. It was just getting good. I was starting to feel yeah. it. But Haruka Umasaki showing signs of being a heel. Obviously, but doesn't fully commit. Doesn't fully commit. Walks away. Starlight Kid's like, that was that. <laughs> and then, uh, so that was kind of the big part. I thought the match was pretty good. It was getting, mm. as I said, it was getting good. It was getting to that next level. And then Haruki Musaki said, yeah, take that, Mirai. Uh, I was very from... curious to see how they were going to book that because obviously they, they yeah. want to keep Mirai and Amy looking strong. Starlight Kid's not really in a position to be taking losses in that kind of match. And Haruka's not really being presented as a pin eater in New Blood either. So right. when I saw the match announced, I'm like, hmm. And mm. I wasn't expecting that, but it was a nice yeah. way to go about it. Especially it was... this is the story for New Blood, really, is Haruka yeah. and Starlight Kid. Mm-hmm. And now we get an idea that maybe she is turning to the dark side to join mm-hmm. 
fully join Starlight Kid, which is very exciting because I think Haruka is very good. Um, and I think Starlight Kid, obviously, getting anyone to turn to Oedo Tai, that is very good. Is especially not a bad, with the tag league right around the corner. Especially with the tag league. Poor Momo, if that's the case, though. <laughs> um, the biggest news from this entire show was what would happen after the match. So poor Mariah laying there dead. Just She's out of it. She's gone. Yeah. Like, Shuri goes in the check. Ami Sarai's kind of just, like, getting her getting back to it and that's when a way to tie attacks and you're like oh no way to tie is attacking you know you're kind of used to this by now because they do it from time to time and then tomoka inaba walks down to the ring cleans house then asks shuri if she can join god's eye of course shuri accepts um and now god's eye is up to four mm-hmm. and a half because Konami technically counts whenever she wants to come back around. Uh, but instantly a major, major move. Mm. Inaba is someone that I think a lot of people thought was possible. Then she won the JTO Girls Championship. Then people said, oh, maybe. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Uh, because after she dropped the Sendai Girls title, it started to be like, okay, she's coming over. She's coming over. Of course, JTO title. But She's now in God's Eye. God's Eye has a much needed full-time fourth member, or at least more full-time than Konami, Hmm. because we don't know if Konami's ever come back. Um, I'm very excited about it. I think Inaba learning from Shuri is absolutely everything, because if someone who kicks as well as Inaba and has good offense like Inaba can learn from someone as good as Shuri, the sky's the limit for her. Uh, how do you like the move of Enema joining God's Eye, and how do you think this affects really the future, aka tag league, or so on and so forth? Uh, the the move itself, I absolutely love. Like God's Eye, yeah. As a trio, there's only so much you can do with that group, and uh, I know a lot of people have some very valid complaints with God's Eye as a faction right now. What up? And, you know, not that Inaba's going to suddenly come in and change the entire fabric of that group, but I think it's always difficult for a group of three, especially those who aren't naturally very outgoing and vibrant personalities. And Shuri can be that way, but she's kind of, especially when she's the champion, it's a bit more focused on being, you know, the ass kicker that she is. As you add more members, you can just kind of venture out and do more with the group. So I don't know when Inaba is going to be involved with God's Eye, whether it's going to be, you know, after this five-star tournament finishes, she's a regular or whether she's kind of doing the colours thing for a bit where she is in, but she's not there every week. But it's a fantastic addition. And of anyone that uh, Inaba could be learning under, Shuri just makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. As for the future... Now you've got four people, so you can run uh, Mariah and Amy as a team and you can run Shuri and Anava as a team in the tag league, and that solves the natural, okay, who's the right. next tag partner in that situation? Inaba can take pinfalls in that kind of setting. It protects Shuri, but she's good enough that they will get wins against certain mm-hmm. roster members, so it makes sense it works. Yes, yeah, so I have a few ways to look at this besides her learning from Shuri. One, I think it's set for Tag League. I think it's a guarantee now, um, especially because at the Yokohama Budokan show, it will be Shuri and Tomoka Inaba facing the team of Wakasukiyama and Mina Shirakawa. 
Oh, no. So well, that's okay. one heck of a way for them to kick off their uh, time as a team. Mm. But it's good to see um, them getting a match in so quickly um, instead of waiting all the way to Tag League, which, of course, comes after the five-star very quickly, too. Yeah, there's not much uh, breathing space there. And, and it's also, two weeks. Total. Yeah, and it gives Anaba a chance to... Uh, introduce herself to the audience because outside of New Blood, she's only had that one Kurokan show with mm. Nam. And potentially, if you are bringing more people in for the tag league, what well, like we've kind of been theorizing, you kind of don't want to have like all these brand new people to the right. audience. You right. want variants of that. So, this is a good way to sort of get the wheels in motion. It's also worth noting that on September 12th, uh, Stardom will be taking place in the Takamichinoku 30th anniversary tournament. Mm. And would you know it, Micah, a JTO alum and a sister-like figure to Tomoki Inaba, will be teaming with God's Eyes Marai <laughs> against Tomoki Inaba and Aoi. So very mm. exciting match there. Um, and that's another uh, layer to this that I'm excited for to see the Micah-Inaba interactions now that Inaba seems to be on her way to being in stardom, likely full-time down the road. Uh, it's just I think it's just a matter of when because, mm. you know, you don't stay in GT- JTO forever. That's just not what you do. Uh, but g- good spot for her. Uh, good decision by all. I'm very happy about it. Speaking of JTO... Mm. Aoi challenged Hanan for the future of Stardom Championship, the first title match in the history of New Blood, the long history of New Blood, of course. <laughs> um, and Hanan, not so shockingly, retained her title, continuing the record pace that she has set. Um, not really shocked here that the mm. match was solid enough, a very much like her matches with the future title. It's it's so funny, though, because, like, we didn't see Hanan do big matches for so long, and she's been doing great, I think, as the five stars gone on. Like, she's getting better and better, and she feels more comfortable in there. It's less sloppy now. She just feels like she can do it. Mm-hmm. And she's having really solid matches with, like, these top talents. So now that I'm going back to see her, you know, face Miyu Amasaki at Stardom Startup, which was not very good, and Aoi at New Blood 4, New Blood 4, yes. it's like, it's just like you got to get back into that mindset because I thought this match was pretty good, but like mm. I'm now in the, oh, well, I know Hana can do better because I'm seeing it. But yeah, solid, just another solid future of Stardom title match. Yeah, there is a ceiling on how good a future of Stardom match is. Aoi's also one year be. in by the way. Yeah. Uh, she's a classic <laughs> candidate for a future championship match. This is a chance mm. to give them a match where it matters, but it's also yeah. not putting uh, a big match needlessly on the line. Right. Th- that's what this championship's for, and it gave Aoi a nice spotlight, especially because she has really just been doing tag matches in New Blood. You got to see how she looks when it's just one-on-one, and it's, it's Away solid, from Eva. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's not going to set the house on fire necessarily in-ring, but again, she's Good job, in-ring. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the classic rookie thing where they've got a couple of things really down pat yeah. and now it's just expanding the move set and learning the flow of a match more and more. So look, very exciting. Obviously, Aoi has endeared herself to a lot of the new blood watchers and with good reason. 
Um, so it's going to be exciting as she gets more and more chances to grow uh, yeah. wherever she ends up, you know, with this whole JTO situation. Yeah, I don't mean to have them raid JTO, but I do think <laughs> how it would also be another good uh, person to bring in as, sh- as they develop because mm. I think she's really going to be good. Like, it, it's still so green. She's still so green in a lot of ways, obviously. Mm. But at the same time, it's like you could see it, right? You could see the yeah. charisma. You could see the wrestling is going to get there. It's just a matter of time, a matter of building up. I think she'd be a great person to join, like, DDM or something like that mm. because – and I think she needs to, like – get more gear than just a t-shirt too because i think the pants are great it's just like yeah. the next step of like you don't just want to like wear a t-shirt she, um, she's kind of got the hard part down already because look yeah without being ridiculous anyone can kind of learn to, wrestle. Had, to be fair. yeah it's, it's the same situation as you said with a nagi it's like the hard part is the natural innate charisma you can't mm. teach that yet she's right. coming out here from the very first show people were kind of going oh wait who's that even mm-hmm. amongst this crowd of interesting newcomers, she was the one that sure. caught the attention. So just give her more time in the ring, give her the right people to learn with. And JTO is a great learning environment, as we've it seen. Is. Whether she ends up in stardom or really anywhere else, like you can see her fitting into just about any promotion yeah. and adapting to what that group does. Yeah. And she's just started taking like non-JTO dates. Besides New Blood, like she went to Sendai Girls for a show for the first time. So, like, she's so new that she's just taking other outside non JTO dates. By the way, JTO doesn't run nearly enough for it to be like, oh, she's wrestling all the time. She's not. Mm. Um, So, bright future there as well. Um, After the match, Ami Saray officially laid down her challenge. So, Han's title reign was a good run, Um, but it's over. Best jet, but we've got to move on. Yeah, I mean, you ha- you need someone to beat her, even even if I think Ami Saray is very much above this title already. Yeah, it's, it's like a weird line you got to play with here. They they don't want another Utami situation, or even to a lesser extent a Micah situation. They kind of put uh, shot themselves in the foot twice yeah. in that situation. Amy is very much on the borderline. Like, I can keep the championship, but it feels like, yeah. It feels like they're going to give it to Amy. She's going to have a good run, and then it'll be Amasaki. They want her beating kind of the big, unstoppable future champion. And that's going to be kind of the pathway, which that's fair enough. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it gives me time to continue to grow. Which she very much needs. Speaking of which, let's get to the main event here. Tam, Nak- Tam Nakano defeated Miyu Amasaki. Not, not really shocking. Um, it was just a matter of how would she look in this match because that is really the game we are playing with Miyu Amasaki in all these matches. Um, obviously, she's a rookie. Obviously, she's still very new. She probably has 20 matches in her book by now, mm-hmm. if that. She has a lot of work to go still. She's not, you know, they're giving her big spots, so obviously she needs to, she needs to, like, unfortunately for her, she doesn't have as much time as, say, some of these people that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. like an Aoi. Like, she doesn't have that time. They mm-hmm. want her to be special and important very quickly. And they announced a photo book for her, like, straight after. Yeah, exactly. 
And and for me, I think where Miyu Amasaki can grow most isn't in these big main event matches against Tan Nakano and Julia. You know, I think they saw what they did with Unagi and they're like, oh, we'll just do that. Mm. And I think it's very different. Unagi was also further into her career by then. Mm. And she, you know, people kind of knew who she was already. She already had a title. Like, there was... A lot of things working for her and for me you at least to me she's still so new and so green that first it's unfair to judge her because she's shown signs yeah. of quality work already hmm. and she's going to be a great baby face for them i just think she would benefit so much from the undercard tags and you know just those matches where you get your reps in and you don't have a spotlight on you I think that's where she needs to go and needs to be. She can keep main eventing these new blood shows if they want her to, but that's where she will benefit most. And she doesn't get many of those. She's starting to get into the swing of things on these mm. cards. But the only way you're going to learn is in front of people, but not with all the pressure in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think people are forgetting, like, it's not her who's booking herself into these new blood right. events. So it might feel like, oh, you know, why is why is Miu getting these spots that she doesn't deserve it? Well, it's Rossi who's putting her there. And I think to expect her to be able to carry to a certain extent, even against someone like a Tamara or Julia, like yeah. these matches are just prolonged hazing sessions, really. Right. They're not going to give her a lot of offense. They're going to give her just enough to kind of show, oh, you've got this move and this move and this move. Cool. Now we whip yeah. your ass. But mm. this is, again, we've talked about it a couple of times already, the tag league, if she comes in and whether it's with Azumi or Itami or whatever kind of pairing they end up giving yeah. her, this is the perfect opportunity because you're facing all the, the a wide array of talent. You've helped. You yeah. don't have to carry an entire match because you're in a tag match. And the there's people watching, but the attention's not on you like there is a main event of New right. Blood. I think they're doing a five-match trial series for her, so she's still got a couple of New Blood yeah. kind of main events with this, but... Presuming she does the tag league, uh, this is that's going to be where we see her find herself more so, I think. And that's the way she gets comfortable with the people she's facing, mm. too. I think people do forget, like, in stardom, especially, because they're always together, it does take newer wrestlers a little bit to get comfortable. Obviously, Mirai and Tech kind of walked in, and they were pretty comfortable from the start. But they also had a lot of experience beforehand. Yeah, yeah you know, brand new to the system. Right. And I think that same goes for Ami Saray. Like, Ami Saray mm. didn't walk in and feel comfortable. I think she's still trying to break out of a lot of what she's doing, mm. but she's getting there. Mm. And I think this has been a really good tournament for her in that. Right. Respect. She's shown improvement and mm. she's shown just what she can be. And I think Amasaki, because I thought Amasaki looked good in the, um, the qualifying tournament. I thought she looked pretty good in that, all things considered. But that Hanan match really highlighted, like, okay, she's not there yet. But it's funny because we say not a big spotlight, but I thought she actually worked well in the Kyrie tag. And maybe that's because the spotlight was really on Kyrie, not her. <laughs> that probably helps. And hmm. you also had Otami in there and you had Tam in there. So it's like, all right, the focus really isn't on me. She's just kind of there. Um, so it that's the kind of story. 
It I did have a story. The key thing. Like, the, the story of her getting beat up was connected to Kyrie coming in and basically saying that she's been babied. With all these other matches she's having, the story is, oh, here comes the rookie in right. either a match that she's going to get her ass kicked in or a match where, oh, it'd be interesting to see yeah. where she's at. There's only so much you can do with that, but you give her a reason to care about her getting beat up, like with Kyrie, yeah. and it suddenly works a lot better. Plus, she got to eat that back fist, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think her match with Tommy was so much better than these mm. because they probably have been working together. Yeah. So there's comfort. Again, there's comfort there. That goes a long way. Um, so, you know, we leave New Blood 4 here. And I'm left saying, you know, the match was fine. It wasn't bad or anything. It's just give her reps where she doesn't need to be the focus. I think Utami is also probably more inclined to make her look better. I'm not saying Julia or Tam. Well, she knows kind what of, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. She knows what it feels like. But, like, because they're in the group together, the faction together, right. you know, they ha- she has a reason to make me maybe look better than she actually mm-hmm. is. Julia, her character basically is, if you're not on my level, I'm going to slap you around. And yeah. Tam, to a lesser extent, plays off that a bit with the whole emotional warfare. So neither of those are going to go out of their way to make me look stronger than she is. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Atami can go in and kind of go, yeah, I want to make people turn their heads like people turn their heads when they saw me wrestle Jungle Kiona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think, you know, looking at the future and she still has more in this match series and trying to pick out who makes sense for her that mm-hmm. could actually benefit her, assuming Queen's Quest isn't wrestling the rest of it. I think Momo kind of jumps out to me as someone mm-hmm. because... She's a classic, like, chuck in with these rocks. Yeah, I think she's always been really good with them. Um, and Mayu, I think Mayu would get it. Yeah. Um, you know, Mayu in that Unagi series did kind of go very violent. But at the same time, you know, she gets it in the sense that she doesn't wrestle a style like Julian Tam that's going to mm. be so overbearing on her. She can work with them. So I think those two, obviously, I love those two, but it's like yeah. I, they've been around this roster for long enough. They get it. <laughs> Momo's always been a litmus test, even when her early Queen's Quest days. And Mayu Iwatani, like, she's a very much a Hiroshi Tanahashi in the sense that when she wrestles that kind of match, mm-hmm. her character, her style changes completely right. to kind of lift up the rookie in that you want to yeah. cheer for them because suddenly she becomes a bully, but she plays yeah. it off so well. Yeah, it, it, good reference, the Hanan match and the five-star and the Saeeda yes. match. Yes. I think those both are really good. Obviously, the Hana match wasn't perfect by any means, but it had a story mm. there. They mm. worked it well. It made up for the sloppiness. And I thought the Saeed match was just a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully those two are the two that they choose. Uh, but let's move on here. I think we talked plenty about New Blood, <laughs> uh, a lot longer than I thought. But we got a Cork and Hall to talk about here, Trent. A Cork and Hall five-star show, which automatically means it's one of the best shows of the tournament so far. Uh, at least that's how it's going. Um, just another excellent show. I think mm-hmm. I think it's the best way to say it. Um, I think the last Corkin is just a tad bit better. Just a tad. And that's like not disrespecting the show at all. That one was just like the best show of the tournament so far. Uh, but I thought this was great. Had two phenomenal closing matches. Uh, let's Let's get into it here. 
Unagi Sayaka and my Sakurai started off our show here, and my Sakurai pulled out the win on Unagi. Unagi can't buy herself. Well, she has a win, but it feels like she can't buy herself a win. Uh, a little shocked here. They did mm. play to the story, though, which I like. The match maybe was five minutes, maybe. It was very quick, but I did like that they played to the Cosmic Angels, uh, my Sakurai story. Played better the next day, but I thought it was good. Solid opening match. Nothing crazy. Didn't overstay its welcome, which Leagues I think, yeah, obviously I'm a fan of Inagi Sayaka, but she is, there's a ceiling to her wrestling ability, especially when she's wrestling someone like a Mai Sakurai who right. can't carry her necessarily. I thought they told the story really well. I do like seeing that more aggressive Inagi. Mai Sakurai, mm. nice way to pull it off. It doesn't make either person look bad in that situation, which in a short match can be difficult to do. But, yeah, a good little opener. For sure, for sure. And and I think the atmosphere at these dance shows just make everything just a little bit better. Yeah, um, I mean, they're packing. Like, Kirken Hall has struggled to sell these kind of numbers all year. They've only done it with combo shows. And then uh, Stardom go ahead and do it twice in the span of a month. And they have two more shots to do it the rest of this tournament, which is crazy. Next match, Hazuki versus Hana, and the, the story rolls on. Hazuki wins her seventh straight match to open mm-hmm. the tournament. I really enjoyed this one. It's not, again, again, I must, I must preface. <laughs> it's not like a match of the tournament thing. No. It's nothing like that. But when stars go head-to-head, they just get it. It's very violent. It's very mm. solid. I thought this was really solid. This was another match where Hanan showed up. Wasn't sloppy. No. And Hazuki is just really good at leading those young people or young, the rookies. Like, she's really good at that. So I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, Hazuki's style is really easy to work along mm. as long it's as you very don't simple. mind getting hurt a bit. Well, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah she's mm, very you know. snug with her shots. And, you know, you will see the bruising and the scraping of the feet and stuff. But it's a very easy style to work with, and it works well with someone who, like Hanan, who obviously is good, but she's still finding her groove, still finding what makes her a wrestler at this kind of level. You know, she's mm. not in the future department anymore. She's dealing with some of the best in the world. Yeah. and. Hazuki's a great kind of okay. Where are you at with this? Let's yeah. make you look good, but let's make you own it. So, yeah. for sure, Hanan's been solid all tournament, kind of proving where she's actually at with these yeah. single matches that she doesn't have to carry the match. Um, so it's been good. And you know, Hazuki's you know, queen yeah. shit. So <laughs> it happens. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've sung. Suzuki's um, shit. I don't think I've sung her praises enough. Uh, uh, you on, barely on this about on this episode on this episode. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to the weakest match of the show, in my opinion, which is very sad because when I say these names, people are gonna hear and be like, "What? Like you just talking about you just talk about Unagi Mai Sakurai, and you talk about Hanan." But I thought this was the weakest match of the show. Uh, Tam Nakano and Koguma going head to head here. Um, Let's just say it, Koguma's tournament has been very underwhelming. Very underwhelming for her quality and what she shows. Because I think I think Koguma is great when she wants to be great. Mm. And then she does what she's been doing this whole tournament, which is fine. You know, mm. you don't have to go all out. They're, they're, you don't have to go all out like everyone else. It's just some matches I expect more. I think her match with Ameko was actually really good. 
from earlier in the tournament. Those two have just beautiful chemistry. Yeah, they yeah. do because they get past the bear stuff and then it's just like craziness the rest mm. of the way. And and mm. that's kind of when I thought Kogan was going to wake up. So I was excited for this match. Didn't end up being all that much. It's okay. It's fine. To but me, it feels it like Koguma has kind of taken on the Yano role in this tournament, mm. which is to say you get someone who will give you a night off. You, know, yeah. you don't have to work super hard against Koguma. You're playing into the antics a bit. There's a little bit of running around, a bit of rolling around, and then you can go back without being too beat up. As much as it's not the most exciting stuff on the tournament, especially for something as long and as grueling as this, there is a certain value to Koguma's style mm-hmm. and character that makes sense. And I also think it plays better to the live audience because especially yeah, if you're sure. looking over this weekend where Kurokun and Hamamatsu were basically just single matches all the way down, gradually building in intensity more or less, it's nice to have that little bit of a breather in between where it is just kind of a bit of a fun comedy spot. Yeah. But generally the Koguma matches also allow the opponent to still get their stuff in. And mm-hmm. not to skip ahead a little bit, but Shuri, if you were in the Hamamatsu crowd, you still got to see Shuri be Shuri. Yeah. It's just everyone got, kind of got a bit of a change of pace and could relax. Yeah. This wasn't the best Kogama match of the tournament, but, yeah, she's decided she's playing this role, and that's fine. She's just not going to win MVP of the tournament. Yeah, it's also worth noting, if you give Tam Nakano a night off, she is going to take it. Uh, she, yes. she is very, <laughs> she's very good at taking her nights off. I think that's worth noting. But she did get her fourth point here. Uh, mm. She hasn't wrestled all that much, so she has a lot of matches the rest of the way. Um, but, yeah, she, she was happy to take her night off. Next <laughs> match was Azumi versus Saki. Is Azumi got another win. She's leading the Red Stars block at yes. 10 points. Well, she's now yes. – I think she's now – she tied now? Yeah, she's tied. Yeah, she tied. We'll get to in that in a second. But but she was leading by herself. She was. She was. At the end of this show, she was leading. Yes. Um, I thought this was solid. Nothing mm. nothing bad. Nothing great. Kind of like Saki's tournament. I've called Saki's tournament steady in yeah. a sense that it's not going to you know stun you, but it's not going to be bad. Fine match here. Happy to see Asami win. That's kind of sucky in a nutshell, though. Like, she's not necessarily someone who's going to blow you away, but, like, she's going to put on a decent match. You're not Mm going to see a bad sucky match generally. It's just it's not going to be match of the night, and that's fine. Like, you can accept that, especially with a block that's a a tournament as stacked as it is. Uh, She can just let everyone kind of do their thing, and, you know, she's getting her exposure, which is good. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad Azumi won this because... It's always fun seeing her in a strong position. Yeah, first tournament she had with the five star. She wasn't meant to be there. She came in and was two points off uh, getting to the final. So, next match I think is where the show began to heat up. Mm. Mayu Tani and Mina Shirakawa had a very solid match. Uh, Mina Mina shows up during the five star. That's just as plain and simple. She may not show up the rest of the year. She may. She may. Take her time and chill out. But when it's five-star season, she is there to put on a show. Uh, another really solid match here. She hit everything. And like we were talking about kind of with Mayu, she's really good at working every style and working to yeah. everyone, no matter how good they are. Uh, so I thought I thought Mayu really showcased that in both of her matches this past weekend. She made Mina look like a 
beast. She like she, Mina should be in the never open weight division after this <laughs> match. The way some of those fists were knocking Maya yeah. around and then taking, I think she ended up eating four different DDTs and yeah, yeah. like it looked like she escaped with by the skin of her teeth in this match. Um, yeah, so, Maya has that ability. Yeah, Maya's great at that and Mina is someone, yeah, like these five-star tournaments, both that she's been in, she shows up and I don't know whether it's just a case of it suits her or whether it's that she's getting to wrestle these people that suit her style because sure. she got the white belt match against Tam. And after the five-star tournament, Oof. people were pretty excited about that, but it didn't deliver. Oof. But then she'll have a random match against, say, Himika that's not a tournament match, doesn't have many stakes, and it's entertaining. Mm. So I think for her, she's just a situation wrestler. Give her the right kind of person that accentuates her wrestling strengths, which, yeah, you hate to list off the names that make everyone good, but Mayu and Momo Watanabe. <laughs> but, you know, that's that kind of giving style. me credit at the same time. It's okay. Yeah, but that, that, that style just yeah. suits how she wrestles. So yeah, give her sure. those wrestlers, and she looks good. I think her and Mariah, that would be a really good combination to play to Mina's strengths. Yeah, I think that is a good one. Um, but, again, like we were saying, good showing, um, not really shocking result. Hmm. We move on. Uh, this was a big match here. Um, well, the rest are all kind of big in terms of situational but Natsupoi versus Suzuki, definitely a match I came into very excited for. I think everyone mm. did. Kasuzu has, you know, her first two matches have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought, so let me let me say this. I thought this match was really good. But? Jess was missing something. <laughs> it felt like they were just getting started, and then it ended. This was one, I have rarely throughout this tournament said, I want more time in this match. I've rarely mm. said that. This was one of those times I wanted them to go another five, ten minutes at least because I think they had so much in the chamber left. It was still a really good match. Yeah. But we know they can make it to another three levels above. To me, it almost felt intentional because mm. for most of the match, Suzu was basically mopping the floor with Natsupoi, and it then kind of felt like she got a little too cocky. If that's mopping the floor, then I don't want to know what the next day is. Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, like, Suzu was in control, and yeah. it feels, almost feels like the tournament story for her is kind of being too not coffee, humbled by young, management, yeah. yeah, but kind of realizing, oh, I need to pull my head in a little bit. You know, she won yeah. the Catch the Wave tournament, but she's making mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. she had the arm injury coming to Mariah. That makes sense. Hazuki just beat her by being bigger, stronger, and a bit wiser. But this Natsupoi match, like. If it was scored by points, she would have won this. But yeah. she just let the, left the door open, and Natsupoi was able to switch, uh, shift the momentum, turn it into a high-speed match, and just kind of ran over uh, Suzu mm. at the end. So obviously it's difficult because who knows what the first two matches would have told in terms of her versus Starlight Kid, her versus Amy Sarai. Of course. The fact that they were meant to happen but didn't could change this entire story. But to me, it feels like she's having to you know, just take a breath and go, hang on, you know, let's... Let's see what I can do here. And then, obviously, she's got a massive back end of the tournament. This is where we see her start to pull in. I could have seen her win both of those, and mm. that's how she got confident. Mm. Instead, we're going the reverse way, and I think it works either way, thankfully. Yeah, um, the, the story does work. Yeah, maybe she'll gain some steam. I will say, though, like she's had three really good to great to maybe tournament top-level mm. matches. 
She's going to make her sneaky run for MVP. I'm just saying. I know Hazuki. Yeah. Hazuki's had so many matches. She's eight already. So it's like hard to catch up. But mm. I'm just saying, as someone that knows how great Hazuki has been and called it, <laughs> I do think Suzu Suzuki has a chance to catch up. Uh, Suzuki's dominated out. because she's had so many matches and so many big matches as well. Yes. But you look, look at, say, Mayu Watani. There's not been that many matches, matches where you would expect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's had a quiet tournament, but she hasn't had a lot of matches that would really play off to you know, <laughs> tournament-level uh, top-tier matches. That's to come. And there's a few like that. So we'll see. My, my, the remaining Mayu schedule is absolute insanity. She has every top competitor left. Yes, Sayaka except for Mariah. Was, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Coming into the tournament of like legitimately like top wrestlers that people had pegged, like mm-hmm. of most excitement. You got Saya Kamatani this weekend, Natsupoi this weekend, Julia next weekend, Suzu Suzuki next week. Um, all right, moving down. She has a couple shows off. Hazuki, big match there. I think that's yeah. a possible Hazuki loss. Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. Yeah, she's got she's got the ringer here. Uh, and it's very exciting. Mayu also, if she delivers like I know she can, all of those matches, don't be surprised if she's in MVP conversation. She is Mayu Iwatani after all. They're going to be back to back to back to back. Just the narrative's going to be all, yeah. look at Mayu, look at Mayu, look at Mayu. And she's had great matches with the weaker talent. Mm, so mm. there you go. The floor is very high for her. She, that's Mayu. Uh, the next match was a big one. Mirai versus Ami Saray with mm-hmm. the big shock. Ami Saray walking out with the victory with a devastating fire thunder driver to win. Uh, just a phenomenal looking move. Um, big shock here, obviously. Mirai is the one in terms of getting pushed in that group, but Ami Saray is no slouch. She's gaining steam. This is after that one. I was like, okay, if she beats Mayu, I'm I'm going to fly to Japan. I'm going to have a talk with Rossi, and we're going to have some problems because she did beat Momo as well. Um, But she beats Mariah here. Big back to back wins. Mm. Solid match. Very physical between these two. Um, Yeah, it it wasn't like the match of the night or anything, but it was a solid showcase. I am putting my money on Mike and Hameka being three times better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's fair, but I think also it makes sense because they've got more experience both in general and against each other. I'm just other. talking about first-time matches, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, hey, you don't need to convince me that a Himika match is going to be exciting. Let's let's be honest. Um, but this was good. Like, <laughs> it, it made it made Mariah look... Re- like, I really enjoyed watching Mariah in this match. I thought mm. she changed up her style just a little bit given the circumstances of the match. Uh, Amy had to kind of wrestle a different match that she used to. It looked good, and that finish got the crowd. Like, you could tell they weren't expecting that because look, the Kurokan Hall has been loud, as loud as they can given the circumstances. That one would have had the uh, the health inspectors going, oh, hang on, hang on, what's the rule here? <laughs> you also admit, Mariah's a fan favourite now. You know, she's well, in someone... Japan, at least. <laughs> well, yeah. she, she's got a lot of fans now over here, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. And, of course, everyone can go to wrestling.com and check out Trent's piece. Thank you very much. Yeah, just dropped uh, early this week. Exactly. I, I was, I'm just trying to get all the plugs in here, man. Uh, next match, Hameka versus Risa Sarah, where Hameka absolutely 
tossed poor Risa Sarah for the win. Um, solid match again. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole point of these Cork and Hall shows. Nothing's usually bad. It's like that middle range solid, and then you get to those final couple matches. Mm. Um, I definitely expected a little more out of these two in terms of I just know they're great, but they did give us some great power stuff too, which was a lot of fun. I didn't expect Risa to try and go strength for strength against Himika. Risa Sarah's psycho, yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah, she is. But, like, you know, some her. of the stuff she was doing, like, Himika's the biggest wrestler on the roster, and she was pulling off the moves that you would typically think, yeah, save that for the smaller crew. Hmm. The fact she did the high-angle Boston Crab, essentially yeah. deadlifting Himika into a buckle bomb. That's now, sick. she didn't get her fully up, but, like, I, I had to rewind that spot because I'm like, wait, did I see that yeah. correctly? Yeah. But it was legit. And, mm-hmm. you know, then unfortunately for Risa, Himika's the strongest wrestler. Wham! One, two, three. I will be upset if Risa, Sarah, and Susan Suzuki don't join for Tag League. I've decided I'm very that. curious to see. I would love them to be involved. Yeah. I guess it depends. Need some more continuation. Yeah, look, there's so many stories being built and so many great little partnerships here. A Risa and Suzu team in the Tag League would be dynamite. Because I'm guessing you get Galaxy Pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. So why not? Well, it's not you can't tell me they're busy. Suzu already lost her title. It's not like she's <laughs> champion anywhere. Uh but let's get to the To final... be fair, we are booking about six teams from outside of Star. Yeah, you know, you gotta already. do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Just give me two of them at this point. <laughs> um all right, let's get to what I thought was just two of the best one two punches of the entire tournament starting with Utami Hayashishida and Micah, as mm-hmm. Micah once again beats Utami in the five-star Grand Prix. Mishinoku driver party, baby! This might make you upset, but this was what I wanted Utami to make it to be. Okay. That's what this was. And I thought they had a great match, those mm-hmm. two. But I know those Utami and Hamehia can go to this next level, which is what they did here. Um, I going into this match, had a lot of questions. I said to myself, can they avoid trying to do the epic, right? Can mm. they avoid that? Because that is their style. Together, mm-hmm. that is what they do. Even in their 20-minute tournament match last year, that's what they did. And, you know, they started off with, like, you know, the the grappling, and then after a minute they just said, yes, yeah, screw that. Let's just beat the <laughs> snot out of each other. It was absolutely fantastic. And like you said, Michinoku, driver, party, she hits. Oh, my God. When she, when Tommy ran at her and she hit the one out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I literally jumped out of my seat. I was like, this is great. I love this shit. Um, Micah has, Micah is someone that I always knew could do stuff like this because, you know, you see her do this in matches like, the Cosmic Angels ones, where she destroys everyone. And packs <laughs> one her. of the best moments of the year. Right? Like, when she does that, she is so good. And I always question, why does she do the epic style? She can just do this, and it's mm. so great. And don't get me wrong, you are supposed to have a main event style. But when you do something like this, I question you, because you're so good at this. And she's good at the epic style. But yeah. this was fantastic. Her just pretty much destroying Tommy at the end to make sure she won, it was perfect. It was excellent match. I saw some people call it their match of the tournament. I respect that. It was fantastic. I don't know if I'd have it that level. I think it's a step below for my mm. match of the tournament conversations. 
but it's so good. It was so great. Corkin was rocking for it. It was class. I, I pretty much agree on all accounts. I think it's a step below the. Very I also watched cynical. the main event before this, so this same, same. definitely suffered a little because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, thankfully, though, like I watched the main event, but actually, then no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. Never mind. But. I had the main event talked up to me and pe- yes. I literally had three people text me say, you need to watch this. You're going to love it. I was like, what? okay, give me a second. Uh, but yeah, this is great. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, no, no. Yeah. Look, I'd say it's a step below the match of the tournament level stuff, but I also agree. It was better than Himika Utami. I think like they have good chemistry, but it felt like they, that was still in the zone where they hadn't quite fully established how to finish some of these yeah. shorter tournament matches, whereas this time around, I think I do think Mike and Utami just mesh a little bit better as well. It's like they Mike feel like the eternal rival kind of stuff. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but I, I think we also have to remember, like Micah, yeah, she's still finding like what perfectly works for her. She's not that long into her career because she was only in JTO for about six months before coming into Stardom, yeah. and obviously she's been in Stardom now for a couple of years. But it's yeah. You still take sometimes a little while to find yourself, and we're yeah. seeing the glimpses we need to for Micah to be that big time player. Mm. Just got to connect the final dots, and there's no rush for her to be there because yeah, she's still new enough to it, and there's plenty like she, there's no pressure for her to be a main event player right. just yet. But put her there, and she can put on the match you need. This is the match I walked away from and said, "Okay, Micah can win one of those top two titles." Mm. It took me a while. Admittedly, I was like, I don't, I don't know. She, you know, she fits her role very well. She's a good challenger. I think she could definitely win one of those top. This year has been huge in that respect. Without her being in the main event scene that much, mm-hmm. because we're seeing the matches that you need to put on. But I think I also more love importantly, her match. yes, yes. Uh, but you also you're getting what I think was more important for Micah are the character moments that you need. Because mm. I did feel she was a little stoic in the bad sure. sense for the first couple of years, but now she's had a chance to be a little bit sillier. Even the sunburn stuff that obviously wasn't <laughs> planned, but it's it's showing me sides of her character. <laughs> I hope it wasn't planned. It I mean, that thing's still there. red three weeks later. Like, I I unfortunately relate to that. I've had like a sunburn that's lasted like two months, I swear. Um, I don't know how she's wrestling like that. Like I would touch a sunburn and I'm like, oh, I need to do this work. But having a great match. Uh, yeah. Just an absolute great outing here. Uh, another great match for Tommy, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. She, Let's not all only talk up Micah, but... No, no. Yeah. Um, Tommy, for me, has... She's woken back up, people. She's woken back up. She got she, the long hair. That's She did, this, yeah. This is literally... Short hair Tommy is T-shirt Naito. Yeah, that's a good point. That's funny. That's funny. Also very true. Uh, but let's, let's talk the main event here. It's... Uh, mm-hmm. It's the big one. It is the one that I think everyone walked away talking about after they watched it. Some people, I've seen some people even go as far as calling it a match of the year contender. I am not at that level. I'm definitely a step below, but I do think it belongs in conversation of match of the tournament. It's still not Mm. mine, but it's definitely in the conversation. Definitely. I get why people would talk this up to match of the year level. It just depends what you're looking for in your match of the year. I don't think think the pure wrestling was there, but this wasn't about pure wrestling. This was a fight, and on an emotional level, on a storytelling level, this is up there with just about anything else Stardom have done this year. For sure. 
And I think my best, the, the way I compared this match to a match of the year contender in the past was their Wonder of Stardom title hmm. match. And that match is just better than this one. Plain and simple. <laughs> I just think it's better. But this was absolutely fantastic stuff. A great Cork and Hall main event. Hmm. And, you know, I'm going to talk about it as we get to the Harbor Monsters show. But Julia, Julia's back in the sense that, you know, she's been back in terms of being a wrestler and wrestling great matches. But that wonder of stardom, early DDM, prick, that that is her. She's back. Like, this match and the Natsupoi match, I just walked away from them. I was like, this is the Julia that's winning this five-star Grand Prix. Mm, mm. That's what's happening here. You know, she, it took DDM blowing up in her face. It took two losses on the opening weekend. Now she's found her stride. Now she's back, which you can check out in the uh, Fightful Joshi Journal. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. Plug for plug. Yeah, you got to do plugs. But I think she is at back at the top of her game. She is she's a better wrestler now overall mm-hmm. because she's just more physical, more vicious. But like that swagger that she had, that's all back. And her ripping Starlight Kid's mask before the bell even rings and just going to how much of a rivalry this is, it kind of, if you really want to see the story of Julia, look at each Starlight Kid singles match. Start with that Wonder of Stardom title one where she kind of was like, oh, I need to go, I need to get dirty to make sure I keep this belt because... Mm. You know, she's a little more heelish back then. She's confident, but she's near the end of her title reign. Look at the five-star Grand Prix last year. That match never got to the levels of that one or this one. And you got to remember, Julia was battling back. She was trying to figure herself out. She, I think she was still G.I. Joe at the time. She had the... So that was the opening night. that time. Because the opening night, she was G.I. Joe. She, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then the yeah. next night against Mayu, she re-debut with the new gear. And then she that's lost. right, yeah. Very funny. Um, so that, and then you go to here, and you're like, oh, she's back. Mm-hmm. This is this is Julia. This is this is the Julia I've been waiting for. Fantastic stuff. Um, you know, if you want to listen to the Ocean Cyclone show that comes out soon, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. I had to debate why Starlight Kid has a more promising future than Azumi. And I didn't see this match yet before I did it. (laughs) I would have had extra ammunition because this is why. She plays the character of her... Like, she is just so good at what she does. Like, she is such a good character, such a charismatic heel, but also you kind of see her as a baby face. But this match wasn't that. She didn't play that baby face all that much. She was still her heelish side. It was the best way of, like, making you say, wait a minute, who am I supposed to cheer for here? (laughs) They did that really well. And Julia has just, she's made it to that point. Starlight Kid, you know, she's she's not going to win this tournament. She's probably not going to be in contention the final day like she was last year. But... Man, she has. She is as complete as you can be on one side of the game, 
And once she f- fully puts it together in the ring, which she's still very good at, hmm. she's going to be untouchable. She is really like probably a top three character in stardom. Mm. And the only people I would probably put ahead of her is Mayu, who's had 11, 12 years to build yeah. this overarching character, and Tam Nakano, who is all about that's that her character. Entire, that's yeah, her that, entire. That's what being. makes her her. So for Star Like Interesting. Be level three. All so. connected to Mayu Iwatani. Yes, that, that is the icon of stardom at her best. Um, but yeah, the fact that she's already pretty much a top three character who has so many directions that character can go, oh, so like many. whether she becomes more heelish or becomes the baby face again, or kind of adapts in an in-between level, like sure. she's set, you know, as yeah. long as she keeps growing in the ring. And as you said, she's already fantastic in the ring, but there's still room for her to get into that, you know, true ace top of the company level in ring. For sure. Like, it's such a promising future that Sardom have in Starlight Kid, who is still so young that you have a decade of easy to build upon, really. Yeah, and and now this is two matches for Starlight Kid where she just, you know, plays incredible stories in her matches. Mm. You go back to that Momo one and now this one. She is going to be like the biggest baby face in wrestling if she wants to be. And I firmly believe that. And I say in wrestling for a reason, not yeah. stardom, not Joshi, in wrestling, because that's where stardom's going. They're going to be big enough that she can be that. And now she's got those two big mountains to climb in Mayu Watani and Julia. Mm-hmm. Like once she gets the wins over both of those, whenever that is, yeah. um, that's going to be those big kind of momentous character moments for her to really take her to the next level. I saw someone tweet out that they wouldn't be shocked if Julia lost a Starlight Kid to lose the world of Stardom title. I, I thought in my head for a second, I stopped myself. I was like, that'd be too early. And then I thought, is there a too early on Starlight Kid? Because... Julia's going to have win that belt. She still hasn't, right? We still haven't got there yet. <laughs> so there's still time there, plus a raid. There's a lot that can change. We watched Starlight Kid within a year go from one of the best baby faces in stardom to one of the best heels. Yeah. So you never know. You really never know. You'd basically be looking at, is she ready by this time next year? Yeah, because let's say Julia wins yeah. the tournament, beats Shuri at the end of the year, whenever they have that championship. Julia's not losing it before next year's five-star. She's not having that short of a reign unless something was to happen. So, yeah, basically, we'll start like it'd be ready in a year. I think that's you could make an argument for her. I think she's probably still the next wonder of stardom champion. Mm. I, I do think she's the one who eventually beats Sai Kamatani. She now has the five-star win over her to establish a future mm. rematch with her, and the, the story is kind of there. Like, Starlight Kid is focused on beating Kamatani as well. So I think that's the direction she goes. Um, also because this gives her a chance to be at that main main event level champion without mm. having to be the top champion at her age. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, in a year or two, you could then move her up into that level, and it's not like you're running out of time with her. No, no, not at all. Um, it, it does come to a point of wanting to strike when the iron's hot because you know she's the most popular wrestler in stardom in japan but i don't think that's changing i think it's only going to keep going higher she's going to be in that top 10 
She's, you know, and it, they have plenty of time. They don't have to rush it. But at the same time, I think you and I are agreeing here. Gold, one of those top two titles, are in her future very, very soon. I would also argue the white belt suits her style. And I think she wins both, to be fair. Yeah, I, I do think she's <laughs> one who ends up with I both. think she's someone think- both. Right now, her character and her wrestling style suits the wonder mm. in how that championship is presented as the mm-hmm. emotion, almost like the storytelling belt in a lot of ways. That's For that's sure. where she, that's where her strength. That's where are. she's, especially now in her mm-hmm. career. You know, she. I don't know if she's, but as I said, she's you know pretty much completed that emotional side. It's now the in ring, which again, I say this as like. She's already fantastic in the ring. Yeah. It's just like there is room for her to grow, yeah. um, which is crazy because she's having these matches. Mm-hmm. But fantastic stuff here. A headbutt hurt around the world because Julia's psychotic. You know, there was two of them, but the Julia one just. Yeah. Did, we almost need to have a running tally on these headbutts in the tournament because they busted out two at the Hamamatsu show. I want to ask Julia why. <laughs> Just like, listen, no, it's cool that you do these. I, I, I agree. It's awesome. But you're doing these on house shows too sometimes, and it's like, you should pick your spots. Just, just I want to see you wrestle for a long time. <laughs> Given how dangerous they are, I would argue they're losing their impact because we're seeing them multiple times on a show on shows that don't need them. Like, it should be one of those things that make you go, oh, that's, mm. you know, but it, you should only be seeing it every now and again. But they're yeah. kind of, I guess it, they're defaulting to it too much. They have so many big matches, so I guess that's why they play to it. But I agree, like, I I don't think Julia's stopping them. No, at no a, one's stopping soon. them. But, like, this is Julia's style now. Like, that is mm. part of her moveset. But, like, when Hazuki did it to Julia... In that first match, it it meant so much, I thought, because it didn't. We we weren't having him every week, and and the headbutt itself, right? It's mostly protected throughout the year. It's just we're in the five star Grand Prix where there's so many big matches that I think certain wrestlers are going to them a little bit too much. Hmm. Um, it won't be like a massive problem for me because I'm still gonna like get terrified every time I hear one and I'm still going to be like, Oh, I'm just, mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from too. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here to the final show. We are reviewing the five star grand prix in Hamamatsu. Uh, we are not talking about the opening tag because no one cares. Good. good I, skipped it. <laughs> um, I watched it. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, it was, it was as fine as could be. All right, Mirai, you look at the competitors, you know what you're getting. Exactly. Mirai versus Hanan. Like I said, solid matches for Hanan. Continue here. I think Mirai was actually really good at being the more dominant force, which mm. I think she's hit or miss with sometimes. Mm. I thought she worked out well here. And Hanan just, you know, she's, she's moving on. She has her match. She has her style, but she's doing it well. 
I loved the opening minute of this match mm. when they start. They basically had a judo match, and the first couple of seconds, I'm like, "Oh, this is unusual." And then it clicked to me: they're both judo practitioners, mm. and straight away, it was it was fascinating to see that style brought in because there's a lot of judo practitioners in stardom, and I think if if you were wanting to become a wrestler, judo background's about the best thing you could be doing before you get into wrestling. Um, so it was really interesting to see them incorporate that more before they went to the more traditional wrestling style. So mm-hmm. for an opening match, uh, for an opening match, for an opening five-star tournament match of the show, I, I enjoyed this quite a lot for what it was. Yeah, it, it, again, plays to what Hanan's doing, but I think mm-hmm. also what Mariah's doing, I, you know, I tweeted today, you know, based off of what I'm rating her five-star, I'm back on that train as much as I possibly could. I think I think she's having a great tournament, truly. I think she's having a very – and it sounds so funny. If I say breakout, it sounds ridiculous because she won the Cinderella and she's had all these title matches. Hmm. But when I say breakout, I mean proving consistency, proving really who she is. Like, because, you know, you're wrestling Sherry and Saya, like – no offense, it's not a big accomplishment this year. Like, everyone does that. <laughs> I literally watched Jamaica do it. She just did it. You know, maybe those matches are maybe debatably better. Um, like, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm what I could see that. So, you need to show me. And I think she's showing against these other talents that she hasn't faced off with. So, good for her. Uh, let's move on. Saida defeated. Momo Watanabe. I thought the match was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Saeed again, the win over Momo. Big shock. Big surprise. I was wondering if Ida would get a win in this tournament because you looked at the, the blue block. It's stacked. There was really only one or two people that she would have a realistic chance of winning a match against, and one of them was against Hanan, who I think also probably needs at least one win in this match. I and think she Ida, beats Ida now. Yeah, Ida makes the most sense. Now that Ida's picked up that win, I think it guarantees that match. But this was good because, like, Ida has, ever since coming back from the injury, I feel like they haven't known what to do with her, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of been floundering as that Pinita for stars. Obviously, she, that this doesn't change it. But she yeah. gets a nice moment here. And, like, Momo is Momo's talked really, about a couple of times, yeah. the right kind of person to put in to make someone look good. And she made this match, like, as great as Ida was, you couldn't have had it without a Momo type to yeah. really play off of. <laughs> I think Momo's really good at taking these big losses. Like, it's better for her, I think, to lose to, like, the – not is not a rookie, but, like, the bottom tier mm. than, instead of, like, the spoilers – as, in well, this yeah, heel, in this heel role, yeah. I think it works really well. Like, right, she lost to Mina, yeah. and that worked really well, I thought. And now she lost to Ida, worked well. And and I think she's going to get paid back in the sense that she might not be in the running, but she's going to get a couple of wins against big names. Yeah. I presume she's beating Hazuki on the final night, and then there'll be mm-hmm. one other big... She Mayu, beats maybe. as well. Mayu or Julia, I could Mayu. see them. Her and Mayu trade-off. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you get that, you give her those big wins that you would right. want. And then you can, with her character, she can afford to lose to Amina because she got cocky with the wrench or kind of had a momentary lapse of concentration against Ida because she was that much better than her. So it plays into the character well enough. I know there are some Momo fans who will be disappointed that she's going to be out of the running. Um, but 
she plays this well, and she's going to get the wins to pay why off. Why you would have thought she was winning this tournament to begin with? So, <laughs> look, there, there are moments. Well, not even oh, I know winning is. the tournament, but maybe being in contention, yeah, um, which is probably the argument. Spoil Azuki. That's what she's there for. I've yeah. said, it's felt like that since the beginning. Um, all right, Tam Nakano versus My Sakurai. Tweeted this when the match ended. I think this is My Sakurai's best match. So singles match, singles match. She actually yeah, had yeah, great, yeah. she was great in that great hardcore match um, hmm. with uh, Julia against Prominence, and I think that match with Suzu was the other one that I'd have in contention here. Hmm. Um, I thought they play Tam obviously could carry this and play that story really well. Yeah, um, you did get a headbutt in this one, uh, which yeah. was out of nowhere and probably where Trent was like, all right. Uh, because it's my Sakurai intent. And the reason I Sakurai, middle of the road in a Hamamatsu show. Yeah. You don't need headbutts. But this is also why Tan Nakano took the night off the night before. (laughs) She was like, you know, my Sakurai is going to try against me. So, like, I have to do something. I want to know, like, where in the back, when they're in the back and they're talking about the match, like, when my said, you know, I've been, you know, I'm learning from Julia. She's been teaching me a lot. I'd like to do a headbutt. I'd, I'd love to just have been a fly on the wall and seen Tan's reaction. She must have been like, just, just. She would have stopped. had to have been like, fine, but we're making this a Tam Road match. Yeah, and I thought they went down the Tam Road well without going too deep. Mm. Um, you know, very personal, and that's what shockingly Tam Nakano wins, gets her sixth yeah. point of the tournament. Uh, she's starting to heat up. I'm telling you, she's a favorite for that Red Stars block, I think now, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm. Um, next match was what I thought was the weakest on the card, but kind of expected uh, Hameko versus Saki Kashima. They played up the spoiler well, as they do, mm. but there was not a single second where I sat there and was like, oh, Hameko's losing this. You know, Saki's already had a few spoiler wins. Yeah. I think Hameko has a few losses against top t- opponents coming. Mm. This was a good win for her. She's having a great tournament. She officially tied for the Red Stars block lead with the win here. Mm. Um, and poor Saki got bent in half. <laughs> this is the kind of match they knew exactly what they needed to do. Um, yeah. Kashima went out there. Oedo Tai and her played all the tricks they could to get Himika. But we all knew with Saki's build, all you need is one or two hits from Himika and it's game over. Mm. That was basically the story. Kashima yeah. kept running and running. She got hit. She got put in the torture rack. It was game over. Himika thought, this was a pretty quick match, so I'm going to keep the torture rack on a little bit longer after the bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, it was fun. It wasn't anything amazing. But one thing I did love in this, just a little sort of moment at the end, was her and Ruaka kind of staring down. Mm-hmm. I love this little side story they're telling with Himika and Ruaka kind of, you know, the, the little giant kind of in training and kind of watching Himika and kind of obviously sees herself yeah. as... The future Himika, I love it not being told a lot in the ring. It's been a lot of social media stuff, but I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops slowly over time. Yeah, we t- we like the little stories here mm-hmm. on the five-star. Uh, all right, Micah and Azumi had a very solid match here. Very quick, yeah, as, and not in the sense that it was high speed. It was quick in the sense that they didn't get a lot of time. Mm. Um, but what I did learn in this match is if they did, They'd have an absolute fantastic match. Yeah. Um, really good stuff here. Azumi's just, you know, killing him in this tournament, as she does. Um, mm-hmm. And Mike is, too. 
So that's kind of why I was upset that they didn't get more time because I think they're both having very good tournaments. But it's okay. You gotta you gotta save time here or there. This that's was a classic it, taster match. Like, yeah. here's what these two could do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look good? Now, buy the pay-per-view when they actually have a exactly. proper level match. I yeah. love the fall-away slam spot that got converted into an octopus stretch. Yes. Like, Azumi tries these kind of bold counters and high-risk stuff that doesn't always land perfectly, but when they do, like this one, like, that would have been very easy to mess up and have a fall mm-hmm. or something. But they nailed it, and it looked beautiful, and then Micah got it in the end. She still hit the fall away slam later on. The the, the one where she doesn't fall, which is like the Natsupoi level kind of German, which mm. always pops me every time because just super impressive balance and strength to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one one thing I really want to touch on here, this was Azumi's second loss of the tournament. So she's really cruising there for a little bit. Um, mm. And also worth noting, this coming weekend, Shuri wrestles both of them. So <laughs> she wrestles Hameka and Micah. Lots of story there that they haven't touched yet. Some mm. very exciting stuff. Um, and that's kind of where I was hinting at earlier with Hameka losing a big match soon. Um, feels like that's the one that's coming. Um, because Shuri lost to Koguma. She was spoiled once again for the second time this tournament. She's yes. lost to both Koguma and Saki Kashima. I have a feeling Shuri won't be losing too much more <laughs> the rest of this tournament. So they got him out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. She has one more loss in her or so, one or two. I don't There's think a room for one more loss. Shuri doesn't but... lose a lot. That's the whole game no. we're playing no. here. Uh, she does have Rita Sarah on the final night. That could be a loss because mm. they already had the title match, so yeah. they probably wouldn't go right back to it. Uh, but, yeah, let's look at this match here. Um, Koguma, you know, did her comedy stuff early on and then it got serious as shuri does shuri definitely played the role well you know koguma mm. did the bear thing and then shuri got her arms out and she's like okay well now i have to kill you and i really like the end of this match where koguma did the roll through and the roll through and the roll through and then got the pin mm. that was really well done and shuri's so good at selling the stun um the stun loss because there's this wonderful thing that Shuri doesn't lose all that much. So, like, anytime she loses, she can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, it kind of – it does play to what I was saying about Koguma earlier, but they definitely went up to a level that was respectable here because yeah. you got that Shuri seriousness um, and you got the big win. Yeah, look, this was the kind of Koguma match that kind of played to the strengths of her style in the mm. tournament. You know, you got a little bit of fun and games, and Shuri played a, str- a great sort of straight person to the comedy antics. I love the massive kind of test of strength tug of war they had on the outside when Koguma was trying to pull Shuri's hands into the bear pose. And like that felt like the, the, the most difficult part of the match for both of them just to get that sure. spot. Um, but yeah, once it got into it, Shuri started kicking. It was very clear as soon as this tournament was announced that Shuri would lose probably twice to these flash pins because mm-hmm. you had Koguma, you had Kashima, and she ha- you had Azumi who had beaten her with it before. So it, you knew that was setting her up for these kind of losses because um, you have to protect the champ. Shuri doesn't lose at the best of times, especially as the champion. The flash pins are the perfect way to get around it. So yeah. you knew it was coming. And here's my way of looking at it. With Saki and Koguma beating Shuri, you don't really guarantee world title matches that had Azumi beat her. It's mm. a different story because she's had the title matches in the past as well. 
Well, I don't think Kashima wants to face Shuri. No, exactly. Championship. And and Koguma like kind of plays that middle line where it probably doesn't matter all that much to her. Yeah. If I was you to won that on a Kuroken, if you really had to do a that's championship. True. That's true. And it could be really good if Koguma went all out. Um, hmm. And Azumi, again, uh, she wouldn't She wouldn't just let that go. She, no. she wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you can go on. No, I want the title match. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on here. I thought this was this upcoming one, shockingly. I thought it was the best match of the night. Uh, Saya Kamatani ended the undefeated streak of Hazuki. Um, just just violence that I did mm. not expect from these two. Like, going to this match, right? You expect really, really good wrestling, obviously. Mm. Saya Kamatani's been potentially, arguably, arguably the stardom MVP this year. Yeah. Hazuki has been the MVP of this tournament so far. Mm. So, you're like, oh, this is going to be a great match, guaranteed. But never in my wildest dreams did i sit there and say this might be one of the most physical matches of the tournament because that's not hazuki uh, (laughs) (laughs) that is hazuki style but hazuki doesn't always go that extra length if she doesn't have to she went that extra length with saya and saya was as physical if not more physical than she really ever is Mm. i thought this was excellent shocker i thought it was excellent whatever when It'll... when the tournament blocks were announced, this was probably one of my most anticipated matches because we've seen, obviously, a lot of great things from Kamatani this year, but one thing we haven't seen is her go up against the bruising heavy hitters, mm. strikers a lot. You know, mm. She's wrestling a lot of talented wrestlers, but they don't basically try and knock you out. Yeah. And Hazuki is one of the premier talents in stardom in doing that. So I was very curious to see how she responded to that. And she responded exactly how I had hoped that she would in a match setting. And this basically told me, yes, Kamatani is here to stay with this kind of thing because she can deliver in that kind of match. Yeah. And if anything, I think it elevates her style because yeah. it's a nice contrasting point and forces her to get a little bit ugly, potentially a precursor to what we would have got in the Kyrie match, mm-hmm. given the way Kyrie's been acting and wrestling sure. in stardom. So this is exactly what I wanted to see. The only thing I wasn't expecting at the start of the tournament was Hazuki to lose this match because I thought it would be Hazuki win, yes. sets up a white belt championship, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect Hazuki to be 7-0 heading into this match. <laughs> yeah. So that changed my thoughts somewhat, but... I do think they've hinted at a potential down-the-road match between these two for mm. the title if Kamatani's still champion by the, at that point. So I'm okay with it. I would say easily match of the night. Kind of when you're looking at the booking of the show, it's a little surprising it didn't close out. Yeah. But I guess they wanted uh, Maya Iwatani to be on the microphone so she could announce that they're in the wrong mm. venue. Of course. Um, Which was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's been too long since we've had a Mayuism on camera. So, so talking about this match, uh, obviously I loved it. Uh, that's That was never really a question. I knew that going in. This was, to me, Saya's first signature match of the tournament. Not really shocking she did against Suzuki. That's just kind of the way it's been going. Hmm. I... The one bad thing, I agree. Well, you didn't say this was the one bad thing. But the one bad thing is Suzuki had to lose. <laughs> because I wanted I wanted the Wonder Stardom title match, and I knew she was going to lose, so it's okay. Mm. But, like, to me, you say Starlight Kid, 
I think if Kyrie doesn't beat Sayakamatani, it's Suzuki. And now I am wondering how they get there because there is the you know Starlight Kid got a win back. Hmm. They can play to this of just oh well, Suzuki's pissed. She ended her undefeated streak, or whatever. They can play to that too. There was enough um, white belt antics in the post match oh, sure. with Kamatani kind of holding it over her. For sure. The story is there if they want to go down that route. Yeah. Um, what's most interesting to me is how much Kyrie not being able to make that pay per view has screwed up their long term plans because yes. there was a story there they were going to tell. I don't know which way they were going to go. Like it felt like Kamatani's character needed something big to happen there one way or another. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of on ice until they sure. can get to another pay-per-view car I can make. So I don't Just know what's happening. Yeah. They kind of have to do it as soon as they can after this five-star. Maybe the Budokan, they'll set it up. After yeah, potentially. Match. Um, even though I'd like Suzu to beat Saya just for title match. Which is, I feel uh, like Suzu was at that point, she needs a big win to kind of yeah. remind everyone, oh, yeah, she's losing. But, yeah. yeah, and it would play into it a bit if, like, as an outsider, if she gets the big win and then Kyrie comes yeah. in and steals the thunder. Mm-hmm. And I do like the story here that Saya, uh, not Saya, Suzuki can't beat the white belt champion. Like, <laughs> she, she runs through this tournament. She beats all these names. She's absolutely storming through undefeated. And then when she gets to facing the Wonder of Stardom champion, she can't beat her. Mm. I think that's a good story to continuously play underneath the lines. Like, maybe not many people are catching on to that, but Azuki's goal has always been that belt. And her losing, not only her undefeated run, but just losing to the champion is a big, big move. She's a great match, very physical. Um, not shocking from these two. Another mm. another great match from the five-star Grand Prix. Big shock. All right. Next match. The the biggest squash of this tournament. And I say squash as in, sure, not Sapoy had offense. Mm-hmm. But do you remember any of that offense? No, you don't. You remember her getting her ass kicked by Julia because... Like I said, Julia is as back as can be as that devious, violent, just ready to win. She's ready to win everything. This was destruction of Natsupoi. It was exactly what it was supposed to be Mm. in a sense that Natsupoi turned her back on Julia it's different from how Shuri turned her back. It's different from how, Mar- how Mariah turned her back. Not only did she turn her back, she did it in a match to go and pair with Julia's biggest rival. So Julia's going to make her pay. Not only did she make her pay, she hit her with a, cl- like, yes, she hit her with a head bump, blah, blah, blah. She clubbed her with, like, a fist at the end. That was like so much cooler than any like headbutt from these. Like I get the Starlight Kid headbutt was like one that people love. And mm. The club and the stump that it made, that was great. Because like it's safer to do. Yeah, it was a knockout punch. <laughs> Better for them long term. It, it sure is. And and poor Nazi boy, she looked like death after this match because like she did get her ass beat. Mm. Um, and you know, 
Julia wins with the glorious driver. And after the match, Tam Nakano and her have a stare down. If anyone hasn't figured out what the final of this tournament is, I think you should figure it out now because you're not giving away Tommy versus Julia. You're just not in a tournament final. It almost has to be Tam. And I wrote this today. How does Julia get back on the horse? Back? How does she get her first major singles win? By beating the person that gave her her biggest loss that sent her down this path, I think she needs to beat Tam in the final. I think that's the story we're going here. If Julia's winning the five-star, absolutely, Tam's the one she's facing at the end. The only way I don't see that happening is if she isn't going there. Um, I don't, yeah. Obviously, like, that is the favourite. The only thing I would think is maybe they won't go down that road is because actually in the aftermath of this match, the way they set up, it almost felt like the, the next big match for Julie would be a tag match for the tag titles against Tam and Natsupoi with sure. um, my Sakurai. But I think you can do I, that either way, though. Yeah, you can do that either way. And, yeah, look, it does still feel like it's Julia's tournament to, to lose, um, despite the fact the she's behind. Not my <laughs> it's it's going to be my Sakurai. It's going to be my Sakurai because that's, that's the story. The story. That's yeah. the story. And sure. I'm okay with that from the story. The two things I took away from this match. First of all, like it's not surprising because she's in theatre, but Natsupo is a fantastic actress. She is. Her selling as she was coming to the ring for the match, yeah. um, you could ju- you, you, you genuinely believe she was worried about what was going to happen, maybe because mm-hmm. she knew Julie was prepping her head for a, <laughs> a nice solid headbutt. And even like on the ropes posing for the crowd, like she was smiling for the crowd, but like you could tell whenever yeah. she would change the pose or get off it, straight away the face went straight back to, oh, no, what am I in for? for? Sure. Loved it. The only thing I didn't like about this match was it kind of, it was the same story as the My Sakurai Tam Nakano match. So I think having seen both of them on the same night, this match made Tam's match look a bit weaker by comparison because yeah. it was the same basic story of betrayal and revenge, only I think Julia and Natsupoi sold it better and oh. there was just more ferocity behind it. Could have told you that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, I think if Tam and Mai had been on any other show, yeah, I think it would have played off better. I agree. But at the same time, it does kind of make sense because of that post-match sort of mm. angle they ran because you had both stories back-to-back. If you didn't watch Stardom but tuned in for this show, yeah. that scene would have made sense because you had the story from the earlier yeah. match. But that's just me kind of nitpicking because I feel like if I'm too overly positive about a product on one kind of episode like this, I look like I'm not seeing negatives. So it's okay. that, it's but that is something that stood out to me. It ends up being my little shtick by the end of this. It's fine. <laughs> um, I thought this match, by the way, was just great. Like, it was perfectly executed. I, I, yeah, wouldn't, not the I best wouldn't have done match, that the other way. Technically, right. but the best showdown, really. Right. Like, it hit every mark it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't want this to be competitive. I wanted this to be... <laughs> and don't get me wrong. And that's the point got her offense in. And when she did, she hit, she hit Julia hard mm-hmm. right back. Like, she had no problem doing that. But this was this is the Julia I think a lot of people want to see. This is the Julia that can beat Shuri. This is she's all the way there, and yeah, uh, and, and this is the kind of match that Natsupoi shines in too because she is mm-hmm. good in that underdog kind of face. She role. really is. So it's nice that we're getting that a bit easier now. She's in Cosmic Angels. Yeah, I feel like we had so much emotion here with that Sai and Azuki match and mm. this one. So let's just go to Mayu versus Tommy Saray, <laughs> which main evented the show. Very out of place. No mm. offense to them, but the, the the two matches before this 
absolutely one of them should have main evented. And I think would either one would have made sense because of the stories. Um, but we're here. Mayu won. Um, it was a good match. Mayu again sold like yeah. death. Made yeah. Ami look like a million bucks despite beating her because she won with a roll up. Um, and I do like Mayu's type of tournament here, where she's surviving hmm. and winning because she's being she's being clever in how she does it. She knows she's gonna get her ass kicked, but it's okay because she's still gonna win. Uh, Mayu, you know. I, I don't know if I could say enough good things about Maya, what she does, but she made Ami look like a force, even with yeah. her losing. Yeah. It, it, it was perfectly set up to make Amy look good in defeat because, you know, the roll-up victory, like, I know people were thinking, oh, we're going to get a lot of draws in this five-star Grand Prix, and we haven't, so fair play to Rossi, but the flash pins is the other technique that they use to kind of protect yeah. certain wrestlers in losses and yeah which is fine it's you expect it but it plays off fine because they do find ways especially when it's high speed up. people or former mm. high speed people winning yeah yeah that's that's my style it makes sense against someone big and strong like amy you want her to still look good um not that losing to Mayu conventionally would make you look bad but this it, it's sort of as a oh Mayu had to pull out a surprise roll up to get past amy okay yeah. that's important um, sure. But yeah, she she sold like death. This is Mayu at my Mayu being Mayu. She's um, so good. She's always been, even before she became the best wrestler in the world. When she was up against the freedom kind of competing, the thing that always stood about her was her selling, and that's yep. a point of pride for her. And I think she she had fun this weekend making people look good that don't necessarily well, always look at that level. You know, I'm happy she had fun doing that for them because she's going to feel it the next <laughs> the rest of the way. It's not going to be selling in the next no, batch she, of matches. Her match with Suzu Suzuki is going to be so good mm. because of all these things that we're talking about. Yeah. And the fact that Suzu's not holding back. Poor, you know, poor Mayu. Like, one, one weekend, she has to wrestle Julia and then Suzu. Like, that is so mean. By Rossi, be like, listen, you've got to go through the ringer here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're probably going to do something crazy in one of them. Probably the Julia one, because it's in the Budokan. But the mm. other one's in the Corican, so it's like, mm. oh, she'll just go crazy both times. And She's like, getting at least two headbutts on that oh, weekend. Like, both both Julie and Suzu are throwing them. And Mayu does throw them back in the big matches. So. Oh, when Mayu throws them, it hurts me a lot. <laughs> so, like, I'm terrified. Um, and, by the way, that weekend, Suzu's wrestling Saya and Mayu, so it's not much of a picnic for her. Everyone's either. got big matches. Oh, my God. There's a big match every show for the rest of this tournament. Like, yeah. a big, oh, my God, this could be a tournament best match. Even the show that wasn't meant to start him in Showcase now has Starlight Kid and Suzu right. Suzuki. Like, that's the craziness of this. Um, that's the end of the show. Uh, let's go, well, let's go through this coming weekend, the current standings, and a couple of the announcements here for the additional match cards. Um, I'll do that first. So like I said, ooh, oh, microphone not working for me. Awesome. All right. Kind so, of important. As I said, Shuri and Idaba teaming up at the Budokan. Uh, there's a few boring-ass tags that were added. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, there's a fun one in Aichi. Um, 
Mariah and Ami Saray are teaming up against Sai, Kamatai, and Lacey against Momo and Starlight Kid. So two. Oh, I wonder who's taking the pin in that match. Well, yeah, I just mean like there's actually two <laughs> prominent teams for once in a tag match, so that's okay. Mm. Um, this is the big one at the Tokyo Bell Style. To- oh, I'm not going to say it all. Tok-tok- nope. Tokadanobaba. Oh, Takadanobaba. Yeah, you just shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the high speed three way match that we kind of raised over, but I just knew I was going to bring it up here. So, mm. worth noting. Azumi officially challenged Suzuki and. Fuki in depth to a triple threat. This seems like it'll go before the Momoka match, if I'm guessing. And I wouldn't I don't think Azumi's losing here. I think that's why Fuki and Death's here. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of history on this match. Mm-hmm. This is the match that Hazuki and Azumi both lost. Hazuki lost the high speed title. As I believe it was Death Yamasan at the yeah, time. Death Yamasan was the She uh, won the title. From them, so mm-hmm. lots of history here. Kind of feels like they could be eventually setting up the Azumi versus Hazuki high speed match because that's one that Azumi very much wants. Like and Hazuki is... said she wants it as well. She was disappointed. Oh, of course, this is three ways. So, yes, yeah, so I, I do it, think, yeah, Fukigan loses. Hazuki's is how like, I didn't lose this match, so let's do it again. Just for people that want to remember, this is how they set up the Starlight Kid versus Azumi match that happened earlier this year that you know some of us call the best match of the year whatever. um or at least best one of the best matches of the year mm. so if that's where we're going i think we're going to be okay uh that could be a potential match for the year end show or yeah. one of the bigger shows before that but it definitely feels like a major major match for both of them that's that's pay-per-view level yeah for sure and stardom and showcase volume two this is a big 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 thing we didn't talk about from that show. Uh, so they did draw sticks. IWGP Women's Championship. They drew sticks. God's Eye and Cosmic Angels, Cosmic Angels are not included in the tournament. It'll be all the originals and Donna Del Mondo. So Stars, Oedo Tai, and Queen's Quest will all be involved. And they will decide those. By the five-star Grand Prix. So that might kind of give you a hint that Mayu Yutani is probably beating Hazuki. Um, I think that's like the biggest tell from all mm. of that, which is fine. Of course, it's fine. Yeah. Um, as she should be in that tournament. Uh, so that was a big piece. Another big piece. I saved this all for the end for a reason. We have two names in the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament. And, oh, boy, are those New Japan fans in the U.K. lucky. <laughs> I couldn't be happier, by the way, that these U.K. fans are getting this because that's what they deserve. Um, yeah, I said that. We will have Ava White. Can't give you much background. Uh, Ava White will face the alpha female former World of Stardom champion, also known as Jazzy Gabbert, uh, during her time in WWE. She was in the Mae Young Classic, for those Mm -hmm. who may forget. She was also briefly in NXT UK before she kind of left. She kind of hung it up a little bit. She didn't really wrestle all that much since She's been off for like a year and a half or something. Yeah, so she hasn't really wrestled. She's stepping back into this tournament. She's got a whole new look. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 
I know people were upset. I know people were upset. But the buy in that tournament, in the international tournament, still hasn't been announced. That's the one that matters. And I feel like that's your biggest competitor. Mm. But I, people may disagree with me. I think getting alpha female, even no matter how you feel about maybe her in the ring or whatever, it's it's a good get because she is a former World of Stardom champion who beat Nanai Takahashi and lost the title to Io Shirai. So, like, mm. she's a big part of the history. I think she's a fine part of it. And now, you know, she'll, she'll beat whoever this girl is, Ava White. And she'll move on to that round, and then she'll probably lose to the person that's wrestling for the bye. And I think that's fine. I think that's mm. perfectly fine. I think it's a fine spot for her. It makes sense. It's not a big deal. Yeah, alpha female, like it's a nice little nostalgia pop for the the long term yeah. stardom fan to kind of be like, oh yeah, it's nice that in this tournament, which we don't, you know, it's sort of we've gone back and forth on what to actually expect from the how it's all being set up. So this is a nice kind of little throwback. Ava White, to me, is someone I, I could see stardom looking at her as a long-term project, bring her over, and kind of fulfill the Zoe Lucas, Zyra Brooks side, the undercard foreigner role, which kind of appeals to a certain segment of the audience and, the, you know, the domestic fans. She has a certain look that no one else on the roster has. She has followers too, I guess. Yeah, like look, I'm not expecting show. her to end up being Tony Storm or Jamie Hayter in stardom, but I could see them bringing her in in the future. They haven't just picked a random to fill this spot. They Two clearly possibilities, want... by the way, to be that by. Yeah, yeah. But so. that that is a game we will continue to play. Who is that by? That is the biggest question, I think, remaining. Yeah, I thought we were getting it on that. Crew, I, did too. I think everyone did confused. because we were told like this massive name and Again, in terms of stardom history, Alpha Female is a big name, um, but we still haven't got the big name. And I think a lot of people have kind of got their hopes up, so no matter who it is, it might let down a lot of people. There's going to be disappointment. Unless Sasha Banks walks out there, it's going to be disappointment, and I don't expect Sasha Banks to walk out there. It's the dream. Don't get me wrong. It's the absolute dream that Sasha Mm -hmm. Banks gets announced for this tournament. But I don't expect that. Um, so we'll we'll continue to play that game. I have no idea who it's going to be. I'm not even going to try to guess. Yeah. No one had Ava White on their bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to people. Alpha like, female was one. Who do you think I the had. UK wrestlers are going to be? And yeah, I don't think anyone even mentioned Ava and or White as a name connected. And I think that's another like good thing to this tournament. Even if people are upset, it is international talent. So it's someone from the UK someone mm. from Germany, and then whoever else is the last person. So I think that's I, cool. I do feel bad for the UK fans, though, because like the way it was initially presented. I don't. They got, do. they got Takumi Roja and Eve. Like, if you didn't go to that show, it's not my fault. You're also going for New Japan. You're not going for stardom. Like, this is going to sound really, really, really wrong or something, but I know the majority of those people aren't going there for the stardom match. So, like, this is what you get, okay? You're going to get FTR, you're going to get Aussie Open, you're going to get Kazuchi Okada, you're getting Tetsuya Naito, you're getting everything you could possibly ask for on that UK show. You can deal with Alpha Female running through Ava White, okay? You can deal with it. So all of the UK listeners, just remember that I'm the one who's sympathetic towards you. 
That's not fine. Scott. Whatever, man. I don't care. Listen, we got Jungle Kiana, so everyone can suck it. Yeah, yeah. You Americans complaining, oh, you know, the UKs are getting the, the Japanese talent. Uh, talk to me when we start getting them down here in Australia. Ah, so never. Anyways. Exactly. <laughs> hey, exactly. hey, me and Yamashita went to Barcelona. You have a shot that maybe someone goes to Australia once. I don't know who. Maybe Ava White could go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Former uh, stardom wrestler Ava White <laughs> appearing. You're welcome for that. Uh, Starmer Showcase Volume 2. We got two more matches on this card. So joining Starlight Kid and Suzu Suzuki as well as Sai, Ida, and Hana is Azumi versus Ram Kaishou in that Falls County Anywhere mm-hmm. match. And then a match that I think people got their hopes up way too much for in terms of who they expected on one side. But the moment I saw this, I was like, well, Starlight Kid has a match at the show. That. Every, a lot that. of people did. And I was like, guys, Starlight Kid's very busy on that show. And the match is Momo Watanabe and Ruaka. Sorry, folks. Against Julia and Rina Yamashita. In a hardcore match. I was speechless when <laughs> Rini Yamashita like popped up on the phone. I think it was Twitter lost their mind. Yeah, so it was one of the people I follow and they follow me back. Um they're a Japanese fan. They're at a lot of the stardom cork and shows. It's um it's N M S like P W Z or something, like that's their account. They take great photos, by the way, if you ever want like really high depth start photos. They're great at that. And they posted it immediately. And I I think I was the first person to catch on because I was because I was doing the swiping waiting for the super duper megastar wrestler mm-hmm. that's gonna be part of the tournament. Yeah I have a one and that popped up and I was like what what let me clean my eyes out for a second. Let me uh let me, let me dust off my imaginary glasses that I don't have. Is that reading Yamashita? It was. Um, and as we've learned since getting to see it, reading Yamashita, you know, goes into the ring, is the backup for Julia, mm. and it will be Momo. Good job, Donna Del Mondo. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but I, I like this better. Uh, so reading <laughs> Yamashita is part of Stardom and Showcase Volume 2. Yes, I understand the sadness that it's not Starlight Kid. No, it's not because they don't want someone to get pinned. It's literally because they had to move a match here. Maybe it's also because they don't want someone to get pinned. But it's still going to be a lot of fun. It's Rini Yamashita, guys. Like, this is Rini Yamashita and Ruaka might do like a clothesline thing where Rini Yamashita absolutely wipes her out, and it's gonna be fantastic. And we're gonna get. But you're also gonna Julia. get that spot where Rina takes one or two, and neither of them go down because Ruaka gets that with everyone. Like, oh yeah, down on the first clothesline. Oh yeah, and then she'll absolutely club her. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, Rina Yamashita is not gonna be signing with this company. No. She's a key part of Nomads. Mm. The fact that I have anyone from Nomad showing up excites me the most because that means I'm one step closer, Trent. I'm one step closer to Miyuki Takase walking through that door. I got Haruka Umasaki here. I got Rina Yamashita here. Mayuki, he walked through the door and New Blood. 
it was a big weekend for for your boy here because we're one step closer to Takase walking through that door for one of these shows. It's the dream, it's the hope, but I'm happy with Rudy and Mashta. As long as she doesn't sign with TJPW, anything's possible now. That's true. That's a very good point. Um, if that happens, then we're gonna have a problem. Uh, <laughs> we have a real problem. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see how much hardcore stuff Ruaka takes because it, it definitely yeah. feels like this was booked as Momo and Starlight Kid before Suzu mm. had to skip out with the. Seeing that's the stuff. story that they told in the ring. Yes. Yeah, literally. Like it almost felt like at the very end, they were like, Ruaka, go up there just so we've got a reason to put you in this match. Yeah. And they had that little two second stare down. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much that changes the complexion of the match. Like my Sakurai. Took her bumps in the hardcore match. We should see the same from Ruaka, or because she's still a kid, they might not want to do too much to her. I don't know. Um, but like Momo Watanabe finally has a legal reason to use that bloody wrench. So it's going to be fun if just for those three people involved. And this might come off as debatable, but Rini Ashton might be the best women's deathmatch wrestler. She so. definitely, the argument is there. So her being in this will be interesting to see how she does it, but she's very mm-hmm. good at this. Um, Ice River, eat your heart out once again. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor Ice River. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all the news we've caught up. That is Julian Rini and Masha teaming up. Uh, you know, we just there's just so much stardom going on. The Alpha Females back for at least two matches, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna cap it at that. I don't think she's coming back full time or anything. She's you don't think Ava White's going the whole like distance and having no. an 18-month reign with the IWGP no. Women's Championship? No. I, I, I truly don't. Getting a Wrestle Kingdom uh, spot. Right. That's the that's the key part here. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Stardom has really just put together the most exciting promotion in wrestling. Eat your heart out, AEW. I'm sorry. I know you're very exciting. I enjoy you very much. But when I'm talking about Rini Yamashita, and I'm talking about the best tournament in wrestling, and I'm talking about Julia and Starlight Kid and Hazuki and Saya Kamatani, it's just hard to keep up. And this weekend, as I said, we'll wrap it up with this. On Saturday, we have Hameka versus My Sakurai, Tam Nakama versus Saki Kashima. Shuri versus Micah. I don't know if that interests anyone, but, you know, last <laughs> time they faced each other, Shuri dropped Micah on her head. Um, and that was when they were friends. Exactly. Julia versus Mina Shirakawa, which I think could be pretty good. Yeah, that's low-key going to surprise people, given how Mina operates. Starlight Kid versus Ami Sarei. Very interesting match there. And Mayu Iwatani versus the Wonder of Stardom champion, Saya Kamatani. But that's not all, folks. We got Hazuki versus Ami Sarei on the next day, on Sunday. We have Saya Kamatani versus Saya Ito. We got Saya versus Saya. Very exciting stuff. Um, we got Mirai versus Momo Watanabe. Big time match mm. there. Could could be where I uh, lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> Mirai's already beaten Mayu. We could go one step further. Uh, but Hazuki beater, so we we got a little uh, little hope there. But Mari also beats. It's Julia. best out of three now for you. Yeah, it really is. I won't count the Julia one, even though that was a little hurtful, and that's what really triggered me more than anything else. Um, we got Mayu Iwatani versus Natsupoi. 
Very exciting match. And then on the Red Stars block side, got Momo Kogo returning the action against Saki Kashima. Hold your breath on that one. Tam uh, <laughs> Nakano versus Micah. I hope that they make up for their match last year, which was a little bit underwhelming. I'm convinced um, Micah's neck was the reason that match was the way it was. And, you know, Tam didn't try the whole tournament, so that's okay. Too. Uh, that last match she had, she tried. That one, the Shuri one, and the Takumi ones, hmm. which I would expect her to try for all those. <laughs> if you're getting a Takumi <laughs> match, bring it. Oh, God, I miss Takumi. And Shuri versus Jamaica. So that oh. is the two ones. Just greatness all around. Um, some great matches to come. There's at least two per show. I said mm-hmm. one earlier. There's at least two. Um, and then here are how the blocks are broken down here, folks. We got Azumi and Hameka tied at the top for the Red Stars block with 10 points. We got Tommy Hayashida, Koguma, and Micah all tied with eight. Worth noting, Micah has the least amount of matches there. She's four and one. Meanwhile, Koguma's four and four, and Tommy's four and two. Excuse me. Um, by the way, Hameka also has the. Does she have the tiebreaker on Azumi? Have they faced yet? Uh, they did face, but Azumi got her, didn't she? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, she got the Azumi Sushi on Hameka. So, Azumi does have the tiebreaker, so she mm-hmm. would. If the tournament ended today, it'd be Azumi versus Suzuki in the finals, which. I listen, mean, look. I, listen, yeah, if we want to end it to today, that. it's okay. <laughs> but I, I want all these great matches, so let's not end it today. Um, with six points, we have Shuri at three and three. Risa Sarah, Mai Sakurai, and Tam Nakano. Uh, Tam Nakano has the least matches there. She's three and mm-hmm. one. Uh, we get Saki and Saki Kashima tied at four. <laughs> Team Saki on four. Unagi Sayaka with a lowly two points. Wow. And Momo Kogo sitting at an 0 and 6. It's really looking like Momo Kogo won't be getting points this year. Shocker. Hey, well, that was Tekla's spot, which I... Yeah, I it's, it's clear they didn't just keep the booking as no, originally no, no. which I wasn't sure, like because yeah. it almost felt like they did, may have done that with Azumi a bit. But, yeah, no, was just I guess if everyone was going to be beating Momo Kogo, then no one really jumps up a bit. So hmm. Agreed. And we have the very interesting Blue Stars block, of course. Hazuki leading with 14 points. She is mm. at a incredible 7-1. and one. Then we have at eight points a big time tie here with a lot of room. Ami Saray, Mirai, Saya Kamatani, Julia, and Mayu Iwatani. Both Saya and Mayu have the least matches. They're both four and one. Uh, Julia and Ami Saray are four and two. And Mirai is four and three. Shocker, I know. Mirai has the most losses out of them. Um, <laughs> very sad to say, Momo Watanabe and Natsupoi are both. Here at six with losing records. Yeah, less than 500. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Mina Shirakawa sits at two and two with a four and uh, four points. Starlight Kid also with four points and a losing record as well. So a little shock there. Her and Momo, both the losing records so far. Saida at two with a one and four record. Hanano and five. And Suzu Suzuki at 0 3, which is just a crime against humanity, but it's fine. Um, we'll, we'll get there. She'll get her point. She'll get her point. Yeah, yeah. That is all I am done talking. Trent, where can 
everyone find you that may have not found you yet, even though you've been on the show multiple times. So I hope they found you by now. But if they haven't, where can they find you? I'm an elusive man. Um, but if you are intending to find me, look, just follow me on Twitter at OneUpCulture. That's where I post all of my stuff from the various places I write and podcast for. Um, if I'm going to plug anything, I've got the Mariah article, as Scott mentioned earlier, dropped this Monday. And... There will be the Ocean Cyclone Show uh, podcast episode coming out this weekend, which features the two of us and Ryan Dilbert, who is another fantastic Joshi content creator. So, yeah, go check that out. If you if you haven't had enough of us yakking back and forth, then you can go to that one and hear us yakking back and forth, but aggressively. I think that's a must listen. Um, mm. I, sold, I sold it as if you like hearing me yell. Um, <laughs> um, and if you don't like hearing me yell and you want to hear me yell in terms of defending something that's also fun too because we all were defending it was a debate episode yes. it's a lot of fun and a little uh, we, spicy but nothing like nothing the uh no handle no i think the only thing i could tease is that i might have called trent a bitch at the end of one of my arguments <laughs> but you, that's, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be the first and you won't be the last <laughs> It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. I don't even remember what it was about. That's the funny part. Um, but yeah, check that out. Um, if you are listening to this episode, I'm going to just hope you follow me on Twitter already, at Scotty Wrestling. If you don't, get on that, please, because I enjoy my followers. I enjoy talking to all of you about wrestling. But that's it. I'm tired. We hit two hours. I'm done. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week as we review another big week of Five Star. Maybe send that girls. I have no idea if that show is going to be live or not, <laughs> but it does look good. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. So uh, see ya. <laughs>